Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Now, back to Severe Reaction. Powered by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Severe, on 1620 The Zone. It's first and goal Northwestern. They're four yards away from grabbing the lead back here. Wow. These are just big runs. 11.43 left. First and goal at the four-yard line for Northwestern. Olinsky snaps, gives it off to Holes, eludes one Husker, skips into the end zone, touchdown, and the Cats have the lead back. I think we've all seen, at one time or another, a defense gassed. Go back and watch that highlight. Colton Feast is the only guy that seems like went off on the snap. He, you know, kind of made a move in between a couple defenders and dives to the ground. He misses the tackle. But look at everybody else. The other 10 guys barely react on the play. Either they didn't know the ball was snapped, which I think they did, or they were so gassed that they couldn't even do anything. Feist dives to the ground. Nobody else moves. That was a completely gassed defense. A defense who we heard so much during the offseason, so much on fall camp about how hard they were working and, and how they were trying to build depth and all that stuff, and they looked like they were completely done by that play. And they, like you hear Matt Davison say, they were just gassing them, absolutely gassing them. Um, I mentioned earlier on um, Nelson's soundbite where he was talking about they were going to be okay, and at the very end, there's a, someone that says, oh, we're going to be fine. That was, I thought that was Vocalek. It's actually Casey Thompson who said it. Thank you, Stewie, for uh, correcting me. I, I thought that was Vocalek, but it was uh, Casey Thompson who said, we're going to be fine. Uh, let's go back to the phones where Dave is this morning. What's up, Dave? Hey, Mike. Hey, uh, it's good to have you in the radio. I used to always call you and uh, Damon in the morning. Yeah. I'm out here in Vegas right now. How's it going, man? Weekend, but hey, I'm glad, I'm glad your son's doing good, too. Thank you. Uh, you I know, really I appreciate you guys it. Once at Tired Texan, Tired Texas uh, played the barbecue place a few years ago. But hey, Mike. Yeah. Hey, only four more losses, and I cash another under ticket for season wins. Good, you know. Good for you <laughs> making money, man. Good for you. Yeah. Hey, that that lady that called that was a good call. You know, I, I noticed the sideline demeanor, and uh, also, but you know, something I've thought about a long time mm-hmm. is. Uh, when Matt Damon was like really upset after that Ohio State blowout loss a few years ago, and that was when the Mike Riley era was ending. Yeah, you know, I wonder if Scott Frost got talked into taking that Nebraska job. That's what I've always wondered. You know, maybe it wasn't the right time for him to be a coach or something. But I don't know. Just just something's not clicking. You know, mm-hmm. but. The, the three months of reporting and stuff, you think it's going to be okay, and then nothing. This is this is what Nebraska didn't have to happen because, man, I mean, the, the talk shows all across the country are talking about Frost. But yeah. But anyway, Mike, hey, it's good. Are you going to be on here every Sunday? Every Sunday, 8 to 10, yes, sir. Okay, good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, good Dave. to hear you, buddy. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. 
Um, so we all know that he got talked into it. Uh, there's been a book written about it um, from uh, Henry Cord. It's not really a book. It was um, it's a collection of articles that was all put together. So I guess that's a book. And we know he he was sitting in a in a golf cart talking with the reporter from Orlando and said to the reporter from Orlando, you know, I don't know if I want to do this because if it doesn't go, not only do I lose this this new home that I built in Orlando by leaving UCF, I'm going to lose my home in Lincoln and in Nebraska, right? And we know that you had to have last phone calls made to him by Tom Osborne and, and you had to have Matt Davison pushing him to take the job because he was really worried about it that if, if it was the time to do it. So we know he was pushed into it. Um, but I believe he's been given every thing that he needs to win, right? It's, it's, it's a commitment. It's a salary. It's a salary for assistant coaches. He's been given everything with the portal now, with, the, with NIL. He, he's been giving it all. It's, it's not like he's not getting enough from the, either the administration or the program overall. He's got everything he needs. It, it's, it's on him to get this done now. The buck stops here. Harry Truman said it, and it's never been so true. The buck stops in college football with your head coach, especially after you change so many other coaches. It's now on you to get this done. And it was his choice to make the call for the onside kick. It was, it was his choice to after the game to sound kind of petty by, with some of his answers, to sound like he was being passive-aggressive, which he was. That's on him. All of that is on him. You got you to be a grown person at times. Not always. You can have fun. You got to be grown occasionally. And sometimes he doesn't always act that way. And it's disturbing. We'll go to Joe. Hey, Joe, you're on severe reaction. What's up? What's up, severe? Hey, man. Hey, a uh, couple different things. You know, they kind of said, well, we're going to take the play calling, or, you know, he's handing over the play calling. He had one play calling, by golly. Yeah. You know, that didn't work out for him, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, a little bit about what you're talking about. And I think Nebraska fans overanalyze it. One thing Nebraska fans are great at, we either got a Heisman Trophy candidate on a win, whether it's three or four-point win, or we got to fire a coach if it's a three-point loss. I mean, but some of that overhyping, you know, this team, they've been doing it all offseason. Scott does it. Now, granted, you want to have a little bit of confidence, but let's do it for four, five, six, weeks before we start it's like we're getting the the cart ahead of the horse some of the players some of the media some of the fans oh we're going to be this we're going to be this pump the brakes how about you do it for a little while and frost should take the horns at that and be like you know i'm not that good we're not that good and they've been talking all off season about how they're going to be the addressers are going to be the deepest you know position group our room is the hardest working room in the on the squad, and it's like, quit talking about it and do it for a few weeks. Because we've been talking about how close we are and how good we are for years, and we're not that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Northwestern, now granted, Northwestern had four returning offensive linemen, but their offensive line looked really good. It did. Look so great. I kind of wonder. Yeah. You know, Nebraska, when they first got here, Frost first got here, they were looking for really tall, long-armed guys. Maybe they're recruiting something a little different in offensive line. Like Turner Corcoran was a high, high-rated recruit. Yes. But he hasn't really done much to where it's like, are they kind of missing something when they're recruiting offensive linemen? Um, you know, because we, we haven't been able to have a really good push, really good pad level for years. And, you know, that's just one of the many problems 
that we're having. But I also don't like to panic. And, you know, we have a one-game three-point loss against, uh, you know, a team in your division. I don't think, you know, the, the, the sky is falling. But, Frost, obviously something ain't jiving. I mean, Frost has got the worst record ever at Nebraska. And, um, you know, so it's like, goodness gracious, you know, we'll see what happens. I always thought that you never put too much emphasis on one game. And a lot of people did that for this opener as far as, well, you just got to win this first game. Well, what if you don't? You know, and here we are. So so I got. Joe, I appreciate it. Um, History, though, repeating itself is a concern. Nebraska had two double-digit leads in that game, right? Twice. You go back to the game against Colorado in 2019, up 17-0, and then later up 24-14. That's two double-digit leads and end up losing the game. You fast-forward three years later, exact same thing. Not much change. When history's repeating itself, eventually you have to go to the constant, right? That's, that's biology or chemistry or whatever the science. What's the constant? The constant is Scott Frost. He was the head coach there in 2019. A lot of changes. He's still the head coach in 2022. Zach kind of game happened. Two 11-point leads. You somehow managed to lose the game. It's a constant, man. He's the constant. And that's what you got to criticize. Let's go to Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Hello? Hey, Matt. What's up? Hi, Michael. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. So I just had a couple comments about the game yesterday. I'm actually a Hawkeye fan, so I can kind of come from it a little... um, not when I'm at my neighbor's house and he's throwing stuff. I'm just sitting there. But anyways, as far as the offense, it looked more organized yesterday. I agree. For times, yes. For times, sure. Yeah, and because last year when Frost was calling the plays, you know, you would if you weren't running the ball, you'd stick Wandale in the backfield. You'd yank the receivers. And it was all over the map. So it looked more organized to me yesterday. And Casey Thompson looked like it could see the field much better than Adrian Martinez. So I think that was a definite upgrade uh, for Nebraska. So, uh, But you did see Casey at the end of the game kind of pressing, uh-huh. kind of like Adrian did last year. I didn't think Adrian was a great quarterback for years, but he was a great athlete. Mm-hmm. But they could never run the ball. So that, put, that pressure on that quarterback builds over the game where they have to keep pressing and pressing, and eventually they make a mistake. Right. And because there's no one else to rely on. And I kind of saw that with Casey yesterday. So hopefully they can fix their offense line, and they have good backs. So I think that the offensively they looked, to me, more organized and, and better. So yeah. hopefully they get some wins this year, and, uh, and uh, I can go back to my neighbor's house and <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. So yesterday, Nebraska averaged 6.4 yards per play. That's good. By the way, Northwestern was 6.2. Um, it's crazy. I don't think I ever remember Northwestern running that many plays in a game. It was I think they ran 85 plays in that game. Nebraska ran 73. Crazy to think about. Um, Nebraska was good on third down, 9 of 16, 56%. They held Northwestern to 7 of 17 on third down, 41%. Not great, but not horrible. Nebraska's average field position was just a 22-yard line. 22-yard, that's horrible average field position again 
when they tried to return the kicks, they didn't do great. Um, several times they didn't get back to the 25-yard line. That's another issue with the kickoff. There's a lot of things that can get fixed that need to get fixed and that I think they can see what needs to get done. Uh, havoc is something I talked about going into the game. You have to have havoc. Havoc is forcing fumbles, getting interceptions, sacking the quarterback, PBUs, knocking balls away. Nebraska yesterday, one forced fumble, four passes batted, no sacks, only one hurry and no picks. That's very average. That's almost no havoc. Look at what Northwestern did. Forced a fumble, five passes batted, two sacks with another three hurries and two picks. That's the kind of havoc you have to have as a defense. Nebraska's havoc allowed has been horrible the last three years. With interceptions thrown, with, with balls fumbled, with the pressure they allowed on their quarterback. And it didn't get any better yesterday. That's another thing that needs to get fixed. If, if you can't stop the havoc happening to you, you have to at least counter it by causing it, and they didn't do that yesterday. They didn't do that yesterday. Let's go back to the phones before we take a break. Go ahead, Red. How are you? Hell, what's up, Hell? Good, man. How are you been? I've been all right, man. Hey, let's yeah. keep the positive theme going over the last call. One of the positive things that I did see yesterday was uh, the offensive line. I don't How many false starts did they have? Not they only had one penalty the whole game, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that that we could. I mean, I got to give kudos to that because right. there's nothing worse than killing the play before it's ever birthed or yeah. it ever starts. Right. Okay. So that that's about the only positive thing. Now, what I really want to know has there ever been a strength and conditioning coach fired in midseason? <laughs> I I think there has. Are you aware of any? I think there probably has over the course of all this college football, but I don't. I don't think Nebraska's ever done it in midseason. Zach Duvall needs to go. Here, Nebraska is the mecca of strength and conditioning. Yeah. And to see your team get manhandled, this has been this has been a common thread over a few years. Yeah. You know, to see we always had that. We we've always been the strongest team on the field since I can remember. Before it fell off. I mean, you go to Warren Sapp on the sideline, bending over with an oxygen mask on. Right. We've always been the stronger team. So when you're strong, those mistakes, I mean, we, we, a boxer, if I'm bigger and I'm stronger than you, I'm, and I'm, my heart, my, my cardio's up, I'm, I'm nine times out of 10, I'm going to beat you. Right. But the flip side of that is what we saw. We saw that being played out the other way. So strength and conditioning, man, that's where it starts. I mean, that's where it starts. I mean, you, you take you've got a big strong team that's got good wins. You're usually gonna outlast your opponent. And to see our players gassed, yeah. That was Michael, that was very frustrating, my brother. It was. So so we need to start there. Strength and conditioning, man. Zach Duvall, well, you need to you look like you a beast. But you got our cats looking like kindergartners out there, man. I'm out, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Red. I appreciate it. I started off the show talking about the gospel of Northwestern or the identity, and it was hard work. Hard work. Last year, Northwestern averaged 1.4 yards rushing against Nebraska. 1.4. Yesterday, 4.6. They went back to work after last year, and they got better. Nebraska averaged 8.1 yards, yards rushing an attempt against Northwestern last year, 3.5 yesterday. Northwestern went back to work. 
going back to work is their mantra, their identity, their philosophy, their gospel. And their gospel has worked for them. Despite the talent, despite the speed, despite whatever else, it works for them. It's what they do. Let's go back to the phones. That's where Leroy is. Good morning, Leroy. How are you? Hey, good morning, Michael. I don't know if you remember or not, but you and I used to talk football every now and then on uh, on Facebook, and you'd shoot me messages. And, oh, yeah, sure, uh, Leroy. Yeah. I always um I always appreciated that, so I'm pretty nervous because I've never, like, called into this before, so I'll try to stay a little bit calm, but... um. Do you um okay so when when you were talking a while back in one of your segments yeah. did you say that if Scott goes 7 and 5 with the way things are now that you do think he will be back or No I I think that? I think if 7 and 5 involves them like losing 3 of the last 4 or again losing to Wisconsin and Iowa together I think it's still debatable if he would come back I I really do Okay uh, yeah And then um if I may say I I was one at the end of last year because ever since the end of year three, I've kind of thrown in the towel on the Frost era, yeah. buddy. So I did not think that he should be brought back. Now, um, that being said, after yesterday, um, a lot of my buddies are freaking out, you know. And I'm like, look, man, the schedule on paper still is pretty bad. Am I wrong at looking at it that way? Could they still have like a, um, you know, Seven or eight wins, in your opinion, or what? What do you think on that? Well, I certainly believe they can win the next two, right? And then, then right. I, you, if you beat, even if you lose to Oklahoma, I mean, Indiana, Purdue, Rutgers, those are all Illinois. I mean, you know, I, they could win those four. That's that's what it would require, right, to get to that point. Um, right, my man, yeah. and um, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. But personally, like, I don't know, um. I want to see Nebraska be successful. Yeah. So a lot of my friends read it the wrong way, but like I'm kind of just done with the, like I don't think Frost can get us. In my opinion, where I'm looking at it right now, especially after yesterday's game, I think, you know, Frost is what he is as a coach. And uh, while I will always wish the program well, I think it's time for a new voice. I really do. I understand, so, Leroy. We really appreciate the call. Thank you, Michael. All right, we appreciate it. We'll take one last break. We come back. Ken, Mike, stay right there. One last break. We'll wrap up Severe Reaction for a week one here on 1620 The Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.